Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Digitally Uploaded Podcast, the companion podcast to DigitallyDownloaded.net. My name is Alan, and I am going to be your host today. I am joined by the editor-in-chief of Digitally Downloaded, Matt. Hello, Matt. How are you? What's up? I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, I'm alive. It's a morning. We record these on a morning, for those who don't know, and I'm currently in exam period, so everything's going good. Everything's fine. It's great. It's perfect. Anyway, while I stop screaming, um, we also have Scylla as well. Hello. Hello. So um, we also have one final member who has been trying to make me very angry this morning. Um, yeah, he's done it. He's absolutely done it, the madman. Um, we have Trent. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Sorry. I'm going to kick you off the podcast if you make me mad. I have what? too that much sucks. power. <laughs> this... Okay, so this entire crew is literally just like the old man on his lawn waving a cane, and that's pretty much what we're going through. So that's all right. Moving on, anyway. We're going to go on to some music that Matt has suggested. It's going to be Hatsune Miku's Sweet Devil, um, and we'll be right back to talk about some E3. E3 stuff.
And let's go. Alrighty. So um, we had E3 this week. If you hadn't noticed, if you couldn't have gone on the internet and, you know, seen a thousand different things about it's E3 week, get us some interesting gaming information into your bloodstream, inject it right into your eyes. If, if you didn't see that, then you're probably blind. So that's okay. I hope you're okay. Um, so we're going to do like a bit of a different structure this week. We're going to do um, this first little bit on what we thought was good at E3. And I'm going to start us off with a little bit of uh, big old Kingdom Hearts stuff. Because as a person who played the first Kingdom Hearts when he was six years old and is going to be playing the second, the, oh my gosh, the third one as a 22-year-old. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm incredibly excited and I'm just ecstatic that it's finally getting a release date. And it's finally coming out. It's going to happen. And it's going to be great. It's no, gonna it's be- not. No, it's not. <laughs> You know Why? it's not. You know it's not. I mean, they've they've given you a release date, but it'll be pushed back, and then it'll be it pushed back. It won't be pushed back. It no cannot way. be. You'll be seventy-seven before you play this game, Alan. Look, Come on, I, next gen. They're going to be coming out with it before the Final Fantasy VII remake, because that game's never coming out. That is literally vaporware. But this game is coming out. It's going to happen. It must it, happen. It looks so amazing. It looks so good. And like, uh, people were doing comparisons between the original Pixar movies and then the in-game assets. And it's insane. Like, a Toy Story world looks better than, like, Toy Story 1 did. And it's running in real time on a PS4, and I think that's incredible. So, like, it's going to be good. PS6. It's, it's not Maybe ha- PS7. Nah. Nah, it's, it's not. It's coming out. <laughs> Stop this. This this joke's been running too long. Alan, already. prove it. Prove, it. <laughs> prove that it's actually coming out. Yeah. Okay, I'll go into the future. <laughs> If The Last Guardian and Final Fantasy 15 can come out, Kingdom Hearts 3 can come out too. Yeah, I'm sure it'll, it'll come out. Kingdom Hearts 3 has not actually ever been delayed except for this time because it wasn't announced to have a release date. <laughs> that's, so, that's a clever strategy. So just don't release, just don't announce a release date. That way you can take 12 years to make the game and nobody can actually complain. Oh, okay, in their, in their defense as well, they have been stuck on like side games. So they've been playing like... The hey, we're making Kingdom Hearts three. You saw this cool trailer in Kingdom Hearts two. That was actually for Birth by Sleep. Great, it's a prequel. Great, cool, neat. And then they made a stupid three five eight over two. So that was great. Bad games. But uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts three though. <laughs> I'm I'm very excited. I'm gonna buy that game on release. I'm gonna play it until I like fall apart. And really quickly as well, I just want to say, Resident Evil two remake. Resident Evil 2 remake. Yes, let's go. Let's go. It looks so good. It looks like Resident Evil 4, but 2. And that's perfect. That's all I want. I want to play as Claire again. I miss Claire. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to keep rambling on about how much I want Resident Evil 2 to be good. Um, Matt, what was your favorite thing from the show? Um, So I actually missed a lot of this Beefy E3 jazz. Beefy? <laughs> yeah, beefy E3 jazz this week. I was actually, I had uh, stuff I needed to do. So unfortunately, I wasn't around. So I've been catching up on it like mad by reading digitallydownloaded.net. There we go. <laughs> over the last over the last 12 hours or so uh, to catch myself up. But yeah, for me, I'd have to say Neo 2 because Neo was amazing. Surprisingly good. Yeah. No, I wasn't surprised. I was always, I always had faith, but um, yeah, I, I I was such a big fan of Neo, and I think Neo was the exact, it, it was the the step beyond what From Software offered with the Souls games in the initial stages that I was looking for. It was that kind of evolution of uh, the formula, which was which was really good. Uh, it added, I guess, a, a stronger sense of purposeful storytelling because i know that dark souls and whatever and bloodborne and all that have uh have strong narratives in their own right and a lot of it is kind of it's quite subtle and you need to pay attention all that but neo also added you know historical context and was based in real history and was actually pulled from a unfinished kurosara script so it had that heritage in it as well which i found really appealing and um yeah, I'm really. I know we didn't get to see too much of Neo Two from too E3, much. but it was, it was, it was, um, it was very exciting just to know it was in development. So for me, that game is great, uh, and I'm kind of looking forward to From Software's copy of Neo. I was going to say it was hilarious. Secure, yeah, I think uh, it was I, great. 
I think it looks good. I just think it's it was not what I expected from From Software because I didn't expect From to go and make a game about Japan, despite being a Japanese developer. Obviously, I didn't expect them to do a Japanese Souls like game, especially now that there is Neo there. I always thought From Software was looking to do something different, and they've been talking up a lot about how much they'd like to do like a science fiction one uh, for, for for a few years now. So that's what I was actually expecting to them to announce. So. Um, yeah, me being a, a fan of all things Japan, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing this game, and I'm sure it's going to be different to Neo. But yeah, it's going to be a good comparison, I think. Hello, yeah. Poppy. <laughs> um, Trent, what was your what was your best thing about the E3s? Uh, well, I, I don't think anything really surprised me, but uh, there was a lot of things shown which we already knew about, which were just like, okay, that's you know definitely going to be awesome. I'm definitely going to get that. That's going to be great to play. Um, right now, I'm playing the new Project Octopath um, tr uh, demo, and yeah. it's, it's really, really great. Um, I started as the hunter, um, and now I've gone to uh, rescue um, the dancer one uh, because... I played the previous demo with a dancer, and that whole story was really great. So that's the first character I like to read. Trent, 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 you got to tell me. I haven't had a chance to play this demo yet. Is it uh, as is the storytelling as utterly messed up as the first demo? Is it still that kind of super? I mean, it looks very cute. Obviously, the game looks very cute, but the story in that first demo was pretty brutal. Is this one promising more of the same? Do you think it, it's going it, to be across the whole game? Yeah, it's essentially the same sort of like structure across the other um, characters. Um, you're going to have basically the same experience you had with the original demo, just expanded because this one covers all eight of the characters, so it's all everyone's um, first chapter. Whereas... Are they all miserable? Are they all like, <laughs> is is life bad for all of these people? Because that was the thing I got from that first demo. It looked like it was pretty dark world and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, the hunter, which is the one I played as, uh, her, her father, like, is sort of the leader of the village sort of thing and um, went out to, you know, get, slay a beast but hasn't came back. Um, you know, it's a very tribal, very, you know, you know, everything's about the forest sort of, like, story. Um, but, you know, his wolf comes back and she's like, oh, I have to go and rescue him now so it, it's that everyone's got their own issues on their own level i guess but it's all going to be you know somewhat dark um across the board with various skills and yeah so the whole whole idea is the game of the game is eventually you can like recruit all these characters and explore all their paths and their um, octopaths because yeah. there's eight of them that's the it's the clever naming it's good yeah, and, and it's also been revealed that in terms of actual gameplay, you're looking around 50 to 60 hours. So it's going to be a pretty intensive, packed-in game when it finally releases. I think it's next month. So, yeah. Oh, that, okay. That's, so that's, at 60 hours, it's probably about 30 hours too long then. <laughs> well, you've got eight characters, so, you know, who knows? You can probably just stop and not play the game as well if you don't want to. <laughs> so it's an easy solution. Um I do want to say, though, I'm a little bit worried the game is going to be too generic because you were saying that, Trent, and I was thinking of Dark Cloud on PS2. There's a very, there's a storyline that's very similar to the Hunters in Dark Cloud. And I yeah, was but like, Dark Cloud mm. doesn't have the dancer that goes through. It has dancers who get eaten by Yeah, but they don't exactly have the kind of um, the, the slavery story in there, Alan, um, that Octopath does. Yeah. It could be good. I'm hoping for it. If not, then out on the same day is that Shining Force game, and that should be good too. So you get two, two JRPGs that have a lot of potential coming out on the same day, which is cool. Mm, I'm, sure it'll, it, I'm sure it will play well. It's done by the Bravely, bravely Default people. I can't speak anymore. Um, <laughs> it's done by those guys, so it'll surely play well. And going off the demo that I played like a year ago now, it does play well i'm assuming they haven't changed much about the combat system so no nothing really has been changed um, okay well that's good i'm i'm cautiously optimistic because I've, I've been playing a lot of jrpgs recently and i've actually been going for the ones that aren't save the crystal or do this do this thing it's dumb all right anyway <laughs> um silla we're gonna have you the last like e3 person what was your favorite thing um, I wanted to say Kingdom Hearts as well, but I'm going to yeah. we're not talking about that. So I'm going to say finally getting the Tales of Vesperia PS3 port. I know nothing about that game. Try to sell me on that game, please. I don't, 
Like, <laughs> it's something I completely missed. What what happens in it? What, why should I want it? Um. See, I want it because it's honestly the only Tales game that I've ever played. And when I first played it and I saw all the extra PS3 content, mainly like everyone else, the little pirate girl, I um really wanted to play as that. So I can't compare it to other Tales games if you've played any of those. I have played only the first Symphonia. Is Symphonia the first 3D one? I think it is, yeah. I've only played that one. So is it is it sort of like similar real-time-ish action battle system? Yeah, these game? these games never change. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they all right. they're all kind of building on one another. But I, I know that Ves Vesperia however you pronounce it, I can't talk in this this morning. I think it's Vesperia, that's what Vesperia. I'm going with. Um it, it's, Vespera. <laughs> it certainly has it certainly has the, the reputation of being one of the better ones in the series. So all right. yeah. Well, that's good then. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. More people should play the Tales games. They're pretty good. I mean, they're not, they're not, Artilia, but they they're pretty good. They seem good. They seem alright. And Vesperia has a badass dog. It's my favorite dog. You sold me on it. Okay, no, we're buying this game. All right, cool. <laughs> Did anybody see there's a game that looks a little bit like Fire Emblem style sprites? Um, I don't know if it was at E3. Us, it, it popped up over the last week anyway. But it has like a dog commander character, and you dog can actually commander. play. Dog commander. Yeah, I, it, is I he dog commander wolf? No, he's got like a full suit of armor on, and he like commands units and stuff, and he's got a full storyline and all this kind of stuff, and it looks kind of like a Fire Emblem like visuals. You sure which... you're not just talking about like no, Star I did, Fox? I did not dream this thing. <laughs> this thing is a real game. I don't know. I think it was Kickstarter or something, and it's on its way. And yeah, I don't know if it was an E3 thing or it was just announced around the same. Time. <laughs> I want to play a game that's a dog commander. I want to play Commander Wolf. I think Kotaku wrote an article about it. So go search for dog commander on um, Kotaku and it'll pull it up for you. It's and actually the Horizon <laughs> speaking, speaking of um, Fire Emblem, I did want to say that Fire Emblem looks sweet. Really yeah. sweet. It looks like a PS2 era RPG. Into no, it. it doesn't. Alan, stop it. The what? whole vibe also reminds me of Game of Thrones. It's like that very, you know art style you know the comp like the combat story i love i love how like yeah. all the all the commanders have like units uh in, in their battles and stuff now it just has that it has that grander conflict sense to it than previous fire emblems where it was just one dude bopping another dude on the head now it's actually looks like kind of units are moving around a battlefield and it looks so cool and i love it and um fortnite sucks alan so you can't complain about fire emblem <laughs> right whatever you're ready <laughs> Moving, we're going to move on then. We're going to go to some music right now. And because I'm in a Kingdom Hearts mood, we're going to play some Kingdom Hearts music. So uh, here we here we bloom and well go.
And welcome back. That was some of Yoku Shimamura's music. And if you know anything about her, she also did the music in Final Fantasy XV, I believe, which is why that game has an incredible soundtrack. Some real it good does. soundtrack as well. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. She's a good artist. She's very, very strong at what she does. Um, so I'm going to talk about the things that were like, meh, with E3. <laughs> you know, the resounding like, eh, like a, like a breath out of your mouth. It's, it's fine. It's all right. It does the job. It gets the J done, you know? <laughs> all right. Um, so I'm going to start us off. Um, I know that people in this little podcast will probably say that this is more of a bad, but The Last of Us 2 was very, eh, for me. Uh, the game looks real good, but it looks like a Naughty Dog game again. And it looks like it's going to do what Last of Us 1 did, but more violent and more visually violent, which kind of not into. It's a little bit too much for me. My little my little baby eyes, apparently. Um, but there's yeah. a kiss now. So, there, there is a kiss. You know, that makes Final Fantasy very good. It, it's so deep now, Alan. It's so the narrative is so deep and meaningful now because it has a kiss. So my, <laughs> I'm now in this mode where I have to feel like I have to defend literally everything from Matt because <laughs> he can't have fun because Matt doesn't like having fun. Or like That's true. Yeah. it's call me, call me Killjoy. That's my new name. Okay, I will. <laughs> you did really well in the new Jessica Jones. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Wow. Um, yeah, the game looks fine. Like, I don't know, it... Like I said, it looks like a very naughty dog game, which means it's going to have production value. It's going to be a good game, but I just don't really know if I want that. I don't really feel interested in it. It looks like a fine video game. And yeah, it's kind of what I expect with naughty dog right now. If they did something, if they did Jack and Daxter again, I'd be actually livid and I would probably eat several hats because it will never happen. But I feel like The Last of Us 2 will be the most strong game that I just don't have much interest in. And, you know, it was it looks good. The soundtrack's going to be my favourite part, probably, again, because I loved the first one soundtrack. Gustavo Santalila is my boy. He is my son, yeah. even though he's, like, 70 years old. It sounded so, like he did, it did sound like he wanted to do, like, a, a The Road, and um, yeah. he, was pretty, he was pretty miffed that he didn't get to score the actual road, so this was, like, his revenge, the original yeah. Last of Us, so... It was like, pretty good music. It was real good music. The theme song is still one of the like most interesting pieces of guitar music I've seen in a while. It's cool. It's the soundtrack you put on when you're reading The Road rather than actually playing The Last of Us. And you get and an like the 30 frames per second cinematic experience. <laughs> um, Matt, what was your what was your biggest meh? Uh, Sony in general, really. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. I'll talk about Ghost of Tsushima um, because, Ghost yeah, I mean, it looks like a Sony game, so it looks like a lot of money was spent on it, and the developer has a habit of making good Sony games, so it's going to be a very Sony thing, and Sony fans are going to yell at me because I won't give it ten out of ten or whatever because that's what they do these days. But um, yeah, I just I'm so not sure they can actually do that period of history justice let alone the nuances of japanese culture and uh all that stuff that happened back then um and it's important because this uh, ghost of tsushima is based on the mongol invasion in the 12th century or whenever it was i think it was the 12th century and that's a period of history that not a lot of people know about so the fact that they're out there talking about how authentic it is and how hard they researched it because they actually visit tsushima and therefore they know everything about the 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 country of japan and its history uh if they don't do a good job in actually reflecting Japanese history and culture at that point in time, the people are going to be, well, they're, they're going to come away with a very, the last samurai, um, you know, understanding of it all. And that's a bit bullshit to me. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's really meh. It's more, I'm deeply concerned about that game because I have every expectation that I'm probably not going to like what they did with it. And Matt, um, once again, no fun, Matt. They've got, a, they've got a lot to do to prove it. Otherwise, you know, it's, I don't look, I don't know why they even thought that they could do that game. Um, because if they were to go out, if a developer was to go out, an American developer was to go out and say, Hey, look, we're going to make a game about, you know, Aboriginal Australians, um, and we're not going to really, you know, 
bring Aboriginal Australians into the development team to make sure it's authentic and all that kind of stuff, people would kick up a stink and rightfully so. And I don't know why people think that you can just, you know, copy paste um, the Sony game formula onto a game about Japanese history and expect it to work. So there's my concern in a nutshell. I'm going to get all kinds of people yelling at me for it, but screw you all. Um, I'm right. And this game's one to be <laughs> concerned about. <laughs> screw you. I don't care. But yeah, no, fair enough. I get it. And also, I have to say, meh to EA and Ubisoft um, because neither of those. But shows... Just Dance 2019 is coming out, Matt. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I look, I like Ubisoft at the moment. Um, for... Yeah, because it made Mario X Rabbids the best Switch game. And they did a great job with Assassin's Creed, the last Assassin's Creed, and this new Assassin's Creed is should be good. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the pirate ship one. That should be good. Um, but they didn't really show anything that you know was was mind-blowingly exciting like they did last year, where they kind of accidentally won E3, as far as I was I was concerned. Um, because Mario X was shown. Yeah. Yeah, and and yes. the pirate. It was the first time we'd seen the pirate ship game, and yeah, they did a really good show last year. This year was just a more kind of you know going with the flow thing. And uh, EA's indie stuff was deeply disappointing to me. I, I say that qualified because I really do like. Um, unravel and i haven't had a chance to play unravel 2 yet but Apparently it's really I, good i want to but yeah you know if this is ea's idea of you know pushing the boundaries and and finding some indie stuff to back that's that's about as safe as you can go and yeah um so good yeah, EA. it looks good though yeah it looks good but again it's just ea has all this money and resources and they're just backing the safest indie stuff they can just because they want to make money and resources out of it yeah (laughs) time yeah it's fine to do that but find one or two really original things to throw your head in with as well yeah just oh i forgot to mention the best part of a3 devolver digital no oh yeah that was pretty good i like that no more chaos (laughs) (laughs) no more chaos is coming back let's go (laughs) no they do they do good stuff i really like that show as well it's a good it's a good company (laughs) the bitcoin that they made is already sold out it's a two hundred and fifty dollar coin piece of plastic <laughs> coin that they were selling as a joke, and it literally sold out. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, back to the meh. Scylla, what was your biggest meh? I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but for me, it was Smash Bros. Yes, I agree with you. Oh my god, thank you. I, I agree think, with you real hard. <laughs> I think at first it was because I woke up at two a.m. on the night of my final Japanese exam to watch the Nintendo Direct, and they should have just called it a Smash Direct and I wouldn't have got up for it, (laughs) but I did. And it's just, I don't know, I've had the mute Smash Bros on my Twitter because it's all everyone's talking about, but it's just a fighting game. And I just think it's boring. I don't think it deserves all the hype that it gets. Oh, we just lost half our podcast. Yeah. Oh, I'm always like that with Smash in general. It's just... uh, like it's a fighting game it's it's a very cookie cutter like it's got a lot of fun extra stuff but at the end of the day it's like oh i played this one or two things and the biggest thing about smash is it's not really like my friends aren't going to be like oh let's go play smash brothers like it's sort of a thing you might play like one of a few rounds but like other games like mario party or mario kart even uh, splatoon like that sort of stuff gets the multiplayer you know community going when you're in you know going to someone's house and be like let's play the switch like five seconds you know smash would just be like oh let's play like one or two rounds oh that's great you know it's a fire game that's cool and then you move on maybe like the baby screams maybe like you know you have to cook dinner i don't know like smash is easy to be like oh let's go do something else well i don't know what you guys play in your areas but that's you guys play games wrong obviously because um yeah, I really like Smash, and I've played Smash a lot, and a lot, a lot, a lot over the years. It's kind of mm. the default party game for my circles anyway. And I'm really looking forward to this new Smash, but I didn't need to see all this stuff about an E3 because but I Matt, know it's going to be good. excited, Matt, to play as Pichu again? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's <laughs> the like worst I'm... freaking character in the entire series. <laughs> I didn't need a whole bunch of Smash characters right back on the N64 when I played the thing for the first time and there was like 10 characters. I don't need all those characters. I just need... I don't want to play as Young Link again. Yeah, exactly. Young Link is just him, but better. <laughs> I, I, don't, I didn't need an expanded roster, so that being the main thing that they announced is just... I don't know. I, I don't need to see anything about Smash. Because know, we know it's going to be good. Yeah, I don't all need to see Smash anything. It's going to, to be a good game. 
to, to buy it and love it. Like a trailer which says everything's back, all your stages, all your characters, and like be like a two-minute trailer. Like that's all it should have been. And it doesn't it, even need that. It need like a 30-second trailer where it just flashed up the date it was going to be released. And that's and more like show Ridley. Yeah, that's, and that's it. it. They could have just that's done it. that. I think but, a bitter it took up potential Animal Crossing time. That's what I was going to say. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> I and care. Fire I'm... Emblem and Fire Emblem. They should have done like a 30-minute show on this Fire Emblem game because I'm so pumped. But yeah, yeah Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem. general was just really weird because a lot of the games, like Nintendo's, um, like seems to have stuff, even if it's indie and not directly Nintendo, Nintendo seems to have stuff for later half of this year. Yet everything was announced like, oh, it's 2019 now or here we go, here's Smash, and it's barely scraping through. Like, it's launching on my birthday. That's, like, the end of the year. Like, <laughs> there's other stuff Nintendo's got which could have been shown in the Direct for this year, and I feel like it was very over underwhelming for a lot of people because of that. In fairness, they did push a little bit out because they already done the Pokemon thing, and that was obviously their big release for the rest of the year. That mm. um, And fair enough, that's going to be a huge game and all of that. They didn't need to show that again at E3, so that's fine. But yeah, I, I don't know. And I wasn't a huge fan of the indie stuff that Nintendo's got, you know, is really backing through its show and stuff as well. It's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a meh. Yeah, Fortnite's a meh. Yeah, but Alan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's going red. We can see him now on the screen. Like, Alan's actually, his, his little no, avatar. No, it's, it's not even worth red. me fighting anymore. Like, what is the point in me fighting this? There's negative value in this fight for me. <laughs> I guess... Like, uh, we've gone through everything, I guess. That was a bit meh. Um, should, we, should we get ready for the bad stuff, then? Yeah, let's have some Let's have let's, some happy music, though. To get let's, no, let's go for The Last of Us. I feel like we need The Last <laughs> of Us music. Let's go with that. Hello, we're going to talk about some stuff that we didn't like. Are you ready? I'm not. I know that Matt's preparing his little rant for us, but I'm going to start us off and I'm going to talk about how much I hated the roughly 15 minutes of nothing happening in the Sony conference because it was atrocious. So for those of you who didn't know, there was a part um, at the beginning where they showed a Last of Us trailer and all the people at the show were in this like tent, very similar to the tent in the game. Um, and then they had to move all those people from the tent into the actual E3, like, showroom thingy. Um, 
like theatre, not showroom, theatre. Um, and there was about 15 minutes of downtime in which three people were asked questions that didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> like someone, so you know, God of War has social media. Yeah, God of War has had a really good social media. Uh, the game is good. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I'm playing it. I have a son. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. Uh, I felt really connected to this game because he also has a son. That's pretty interesting. I'm really glad that you enjoyed God of War. Horizon Zero Dawn. Also, great. Yeah, I didn't have a son in that one, though, so I didn't connect with it as much, but God of War is real good. <laughs> it's like, it was such an obviously stalling for time maneuver. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know how the most annoying part about that was they're like, oh, we're a few minutes away. Oh, we're a few minutes away. Oh, we're a few seconds away. We're only seconds away. I'm like, oh, my God. My rage was like, about <laughs> a second. Like, I like Ryan Clements. I think he's a relatively good presenter, but he was given shit all to work with. <laughs> so, like, it, nothing in that made any sense to me. And I don't know why they were asking, like, the head of Sony about what exactly Naughty Dog was doing. Because, like, he's not going to know. It doesn't work there. <laughs> like, what is he going to say? Oh, yeah, no, the, the progress they're making in the game is terrible. What do you think he's actually going to say? What can he say that is actually valuable apart from, oh, Naughty Dog's pretty good, you guys. It's a good game developer. It's great. It's a good game. Like, it was such a waste of time and it was so clearly, like, underplanned. <laughs> it was just like they were winging it the entire time. I don't get it. You have so much money and you decide to spend it on a panel of three people talking about their sons. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Show me a trailer. Child yet, or been around a child yet? So he has. This is not like anti-child. This is just. This is the least anti-child I've ever been. I don't care if you have a child. Good for you. I'm here at E3. I'm here to see like things be announced or talked about that aren't your child because I can't like. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> pretty... make a joke there, but it's like it's not good. You obviously, right. you obviously had a pretty pretty good time with the show overall, Alan. If the only thing you're really pissed off about is oh no, that was atrocious. Like I, it was. I, I... I know it was it was terrible, but it's like you know it's kind of first world problems that this is the major problem you have with E three um, this year, which is good. It's good. It's yeah. a good thing. You obviously did not hate the show too much this year. No, it wasn't. I mean, the overall event. The overall event itself was okay. It's just that some of it was so awkward and strange. <laughs> well, which is like, every year. It's what happens when you get a bunch of gamers presenting games to gamers. Awkward things are going to happen. Slippery Bill Trennan. <laughs> anyway matt i'm sure you're ready yeah okay so i'm everyone gonna else talk... mute your mics everyone just mute it it's not worth <laughs> it i'm gonna talk about koei tecmo now alan probably knows what i'm talking oh, about oh here, here we go, go. here yeah. we bloody will go <laughs> all right so it happened i mean this is the first time i've been really pissed off by anything koei tecmo done it's my favorite developer my favorite publisher and all that and i got the time all the time in the world for them and their games and everything else but then they went and uh, revealed Dead or Alive 6, and I am really annoyed with this game, actually, from what I've seen of it, and they're going to have to do a lot to turn it around between now and when it releases for for me to even be remotely interested in it again. Um, so basically, they've taken Dead or Alive and turned it into some weird attempt to compete with Tekken, which is Yay. the worst possible strategy you could possibly take for this game for all the people who were existing fans it's fine if you're not a fan i guess of dead or alive uh, and for some reason you were looking for a new fighting game to take you away from street fighter and tekken and that's me else um oh you're not going to play dead or alive you know i'll probably, probably rent it actually <laughs> to be honest. They, they're going to try they're trying to target people like alan who have had no interest in the series previously um and who are into fighting games, I guess, as a competitive thing. So they're looking for the uh, the, the more technical, I guess, fighting games, the the, the games that have a, a enough of them to, to make them headline, I guess, at Evo and all that stuff. So in return, what they've done is they've basically pulled back on all the fan service stuff, which was the kind of the, the central feature of Dead or Alive in the past. And um, it just doesn't have anything that looks like dead or alive to me anymore it doesn't look like the series that i enjoyed playing um and based on what i've seen out there uh, a lot of other fans are basically the same so that was a hard miss from koei tecmo it may be it may be that um they've 
they did that because it was E3 and the Western Worlds game conference and all that. And we may see a different side to the game come Tokyo Game Show. I'm hoping so. But yeah, that was a big disappointment for me because I've been actually talking to the PR about that game for, for the last year as well. So um, I've been really keen on finding out more about it. And I was really looking forward to that announcement. And I was left very disappointed. So that made Matt very sad. I was very sad. I cried a little oh. or a lot. Actually a lot. <laughs> there was a and, lot of tears. <laughs> and there was a lot of tears. We had a conversation about the game on the-, the There was a little bit of blood too, but that on, was okay. On the, DDD, on the DDNet Slack where we basically you know organize these shows and talk about what we're doing with the website and all that stuff. Uh, and yeah, we had a very long, I had a long, <laughs> well, I guess the best way to describe it would be a tirade. I, um, I unleashed a bit and- yeah, I will say I, I like the direction that the game's moving in. <laughs> um, but don't start this I again. don't like I don't like the blood effects that they're going for because it's kind of just like not okay. <laughs> well, that was the other thing they replaced. All, they replaced all the boobs with blood, and that's that's an odd they, direction they just, to take. They auto corrected the word on their like. How it's gone now. <laughs> Yeah, it's an odd direction to take because it suddenly feels a lot more... It, funnily enough, it actually feels a lot more exploitive now because it seems to have lost its sense of satire. Mm. It seems to have lost its sense of, <laughs> sense of satire to try and be more this MMA-style, you know, this hardcore fighting game. And, yeah, that's that doesn't sit well with me at all. I can't um, wait for Prince Noctis Lucius Caleb to make a guest appearance. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can always go back to Dissidia. But... You can play Tekken with me. Tekken's I don't play Tekken. Good. Tekken's terrible. I don't he like Tekken. Tekken. I don't like Tekken. I don't like Tekken at all. So, in related news, Matt's now banned from fighting game discussion. <laughs> I like fighting games that are more casual orientated, Alan. I, I don't... Tekken's I don't play... casual? No, it's not. No, it's not. I don't play... <laughs> I don't play these games to, to get competitive... Yeah, Poppy agrees. Yeah. With <laughs> <laughs> no, Poppy's calling you a baby. <laughs> I, I don't play fighting games because I, I want to get serious and competitive about them. I just want them because I just I literally want to mash some buttons and have a bit of fun. And that was Dead or Alive. That that game actually that series was what got me into fighting games in the first place because I could just have. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> I could just have fun with it. And from there, I found a whole bunch of other fighting games that I really enjoy. I like Blaze Blue. I like Guilty Gear. I like. Um, I, I even actually kind of like the more recent Mortal Kombat's because they're good games. They're good games, and they have that sense of fun about them, you know? Uh, I, I don't like Street Fighter that much. I don't like Tekken that much because they have a more serious edge to them, and that makes oh, me... Oh, I don't know if you've been playing, uh, like, like later Tekkens because they are not serious at all. The last Tekken I played, it had... Um, it was, I played the last Tekken, the 7. Mm -hmm. It had a lot of jokey characters, and the plot was jokey, yes, but the actual mechanics behind it are quite serious in in style because it is a very it's a fighting game that the people you know the the fans play at competitions at evo and stuff and i don't have a problem with those games i, I think it's great if they have an audience and stuff but it's just not for me whereas dead or alive was for me and the way they're taking it it looks like it's not going to be anymore which is why i'm disappointed yeah. it'd be a good game why? That's why I'm disappointed. I'm not saying it's not going to be a good game. I'm not. Hey, who knows? Maybe it will become, you know, the top Evo game, and it becomes, you know, the number one fighting game in the world. And if so, power to them. But it's just not for me anymore. Which but it is. doesn't have Geese Howard. It doesn't have my boy. And also, and also, that they didn't. They, they haven't announced many of the characters yet, and all of my favorite characters haven't been announced yet. So screw Koei. I'm sure it will be there, Matt. You don't know. You don't know. Look, DLC is not out of the ordinary for this developer. It's fine. We're going to get rid of him just because Matt's gone on his tirade about hating the game. Yeah, that's it. Now I'm, they're going to get revenge on me. And it's it's just going to start this downward spiral. Where I end up hating everything from Koei Techno, and Koei Techno ends up blacklisting me. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Things to look forward to. Hooray! <laughs> um, do we have some more badness? Scylla, do you have something that was just atrocious that you don't like? Kingdom yeah. Hearts 3! No, 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 no. Let's be real. I'm going to talk about the scourge of E3, which is Gears Pop. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
Hey gamers, do you want some cool funky gear to have on your shelf while you play Gears of War 3? Yeah, I bet you do, you stupid idiots. Pay $15 and you get a stupid little thing that tells you that you're a cool game guy or girl. Aren't you cool? Yeah, give me your money. That should have been the ad for it and people would have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually quite that was perfect alan that was yeah that cut right to the truth of it all it's yeah, yeah it was just so american isn't it like i know microsoft is the american company it's all about you know <laughs> it's, it's so american with this american company what an idiot <laughs> <laughs> it is I mean, stupid american company being american i mean uh, you couldn't you could not possibly get more patriotic than uh, microsoft as far as technology companies go and yeah marrying gears of war up with those crappy toys is um is basically the ultimate expression of that, I guess. Yeah. But what's scarier than that is what is to come. Like, I can't wait for my clicker. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but Silla, you you got to be ready for Kingdom Hearts ones because they're gonna happen and they're gonna be okay. atrocious. Okay, okay, maybe. But I have to admit, the Heartless one looks okay. It's because the Heartless oh, are big headed anyway. Oh, yeah, no. and because it has the yellow eyes. I've not bought it because I won't stoop to that level, but the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, playing design characters with very simple features usually look okay in the pops because they're basically very, there's no detail to them anyway, so they yeah. look okay in the They would videos. still look, they'd still look better as an Enderoid, let's face it. Oh, of course. They would look better as like literal pieces of shit. <laughs> That's kind hey, of what gamer. Heartless looks like. So. <laughs> hey gamers, do you want to buy a little piece of shit? It's your favorite game that you've ever is it? It's your favorite game. Buy it. Give us your you money. <laughs> I don't know why I've decided that John St. John is trying to sell you Nendro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I, I agree. Nendroids, uh, not Nendroids, um Funko Pops suck. It's so dumb. It's the new like gamer fuel thing. The yeah. same level of like buy Doritos and Mountain Dew, and then you can also get say, a fountain pop. It's, it's, it's like it's like it's like the Mountain Dew of uh, plastic toys. That's the yeah, worst thing you can say. Before I add coffee, what? Yeah, no. Wait, once they made the Mountain Dew formula and have it caffeinated, oh, they say you can't taste that, but I tell you what, I can taste no, that fucking coffee. I used to love Mountain Dew, but since they changed it, I can't drink it anymore. It's gross. I just, I don't know, I just don't like sugary drinks anymore. <laughs> I feel like I'm a really old person for saying that. But yeah, like, you sort of bounce back after, you know, a few years, once you're in it, or after 25, you sort of bounce back into it. You're a bit too young to understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Us old people over 25, we like soft drinks. <laughs> yeah, we're cool again. <laughs> I like milkshakes. I think this is a, I like milk. <laughs> Great, Matt. Milk is good. Milk is good. I do agree. I will always pick a milkshake over a regular drink. Me too. Oh, I like good milk bars. That's so good. Yeah. I don't like the idea of the milk bar, though, because it makes me think of, like, there's just a cow in the back that they're squeezing. It's a comfortable image. <laughs> it's fresh. <laughs> Straight from the source. <laughs> Aren't there farms which do that? You go to a farm yeah, and, and you're like, really oh, you, know, you get your milk and you get your fresh milkshake, all pasteur pasteurized and stuff. But like, isn't that super dangerous? It is. No. Yeah, but why would you do? Why then? What is the point? <laughs> it also, it's organic. It's with the farm. It's it like, also it also tastes it also tastes gross because yeah, the stuff they do to milk to make it you know the supermarket. It's almost stuff, like there's a reason. It's good. Why yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the good. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's awful. All right. So I've decided that unpasteurized milk is basically the Funko Pop of the world. Yes. Yeah. And Tran, what, what do you think sucked? Everything. No, not really. But like at, at the end of the day, e E3 was just a very underwhelming, very, we knew about everything, like almost. Like it was, there was hardly any surprises. There was hardly any, like, Every single coming out, Trent. Yeah, like if a game which was revealed, let's say Forza Horizon. I love Forza Horizon, um, but it's just cookie cutter Forza Horizon. It's like, okay, well, we're adding in now. The new cool thing is weather and uh, seasons. 
And like, Funko Pop Pop drivers. No, the the car is a Funko Pop. <laughs> like that's how Forza Horizon works. Like they the DLC of the last generation is sort of like their teaser for the next like game. Like it's not like you don't really like get excited for it. It's just like oh I'm gonna play this game and gonna love it. But like it's not. Like that, that's basically all E3 was. It was like, oh, this is the new game in this. And it's like, oh, it's like basically like the last one, but it's got slightly different like sprinkles on the cupcake. And then you're like, well, I don't know. Like it just, everything was just underwhelming. Like there was nothing great about E3. Well, nobody, I mean, the thing is that E3 these years, these, these days, it's a bad place to actually announce something because there's a lot that gets written and talking about. And so, you know, if you, if you announce a big game there, it quickly gets lost amongst everything else that's, you know, everything else that journalists are writing articles about. So most of the developers and publishers and whatever actually make their announcements before E3 or, you know, either immediately before E3 or, or the weeks leading up to it. For example, you know, Nintendo announced Pokemon, uh, all that stuff well before E3. And that way, you know, they didn't need to fight with all the... All the all, all the other stuff that was announced at E3, and uh, you know, even the, the game I was talking about before, Dead or Alive, that was announced before E3 because that way it wasn't lost in the E3 uh, nonsense that get, everybody gets up to. So E3 itself is more an opportunity to show off stuff that you've already announced, and yeah, so it, it's not quite the place to go for surprises anymore that it once was, I guess. Plus, as it gets more consumerist and more like everyone can come to E3, let's show you the. Yeah, it's not so much a game. It's not so much a trade show anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, more finished products, less announcements, that sort of stuff. So, it seems like Gamescom is the one that people take the the industry itself takes more seriously. Um, so it's just German efficiency. Yeah. (laughs) Um, we also didn't mention, but I think this is bad. I don't really care if people disagree with me. Death Stranding, that gameplay trailer that told me absolutely nothing and gave no, me no information. Later. Well, like I said, Alan, Kojima sucks. So. He doesn't suck. He's good. <laughs> but, like, he's clearly... I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're coming around on Kojima and realizing just how much of a potential wank, wanker he is. Mr. Burns, like, hand thing. Like, going, oh, you all think you know what this game's about. It's not what you think it's about. It's definitely... It's just it's the inner child metaphor. Today, it's just the inner child. But yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Norman Reedus has a baby in his stomach. <laughs> God. That's interesting. I don't care. Show me gameplay. And the gameplay he shows is just a man walking. With packages. With packages. Yeah, sorry. He's a courier now. <laughs> <laughs> he's delivering Funko Pops to the world. That's, that's, like that's, that's what it's actually. I mean, the game is secretly. He just hasn't told anyone. He's actually just uh, like a Uber Eats uh, simulator. <laughs> With a child inside of it. <laughs> it's a gritty version of The Good Life. Wait, is it the cat game? <laughs> yes, the cat game. With the photos, like a life simulator game, but it's like gritty and dark. What? And Nico, like... Nico Atsume? <laughs> no, The Good Life. The um, the uh, new game by Swery. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I backed that. <laughs> That's I'm good. so glad that you know what you're back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Kickstarter's a bit like that. It's like, oh, it's like five years after I can get back to game. Oh, I've got to key my email now. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I have, I have one more thing that shook me to my core. Uh, this better be like the end of the world. I'm <laughs> to excited. Me, yes. To me, yes. Naruto sitting on an American flag. Oh, oh that game was great. Oh, I'm going to put it on it. And I love it. And I love Naruto. I've written fanfic about it. I don't care. I'm not embarrassed. But. Naruto sitting oh on an American gosh. flag just ruined everything. Like, why? So why? what I'm confused about the game is, is it a fighting game or yes, is it like an adventure game. game? Okay, it's a fighting so, game. Okay, now I'm disappointed. I wanted it to be like an open world, like you get all these characters, you meet them, you do stories, that kind of cool thing. Maybe fight them like Sleeping Dog style, like that sort of thing. But no, if it's not that sort of game, then it's a shit game and it's mega disappointing. <laughs> it's probably going to gonna morph into a battle royale because that's what everybody makes these Why days. is this podcast the no fun cast? <laughs> battle royale's terrible. I just want to see how light plays in it. Isn't wait, light as in from Death Note? Yeah, yeah. But as in like, he's a detective, right? Uh, yeah. Is he going to detect 
The no, Light's the not ninja. the detective. The detective doesn't have a name. Light's the dude with the Death Note book. Oh, Light's right. Oh, so he's just gonna like spend the entire game just like being the weird kid in the corner, <laughs> writing into his book. Well, maybe he yeah, almost maybe, 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 writes, maybe he writes something into his book, and then you know Willem Dafoe turns up and does stuff. And then Jodie Holmes also turns up, and then David Cage is like, oh, I love Ellen Page. But imagine when, that you're just playing as Light, and everyone else is at the arena, and you're just at your house. <laughs> just at the, just a regular house, <laughs> just making a sandwich for himself. <laughs> Potato chips. <laughs> it's the most cursed game I've ever thought of. Um, <laughs> all right, we're gonna probably wrap it up there. I reckon. Um, so that was E3. Isn't that exciting? What a great time for everyone! Hooray! Yeah, enthusiasm. Yeah, I was disappointed, Alan. Oh, Can look, anti fun. Can we have some music from Neo to finish, Alan? Because we can have some music from Neo to finish. It's okay. It's, it's, it's a lovely game, and Neo Two—that's the highlight of E3. Remember, more than Funko Pops. True. Oh, okay, so like literally anything's better than being kicked in the mouth. There's gonna there's gonna be Funko Pops of Neo now. Yeah, probably. That'll be E3 oh, 2019. Um, no, it's a dumb joke. I'm not even gonna try it. All right. <laughs> well. <laughs> Like Matt said, we're gonna do some music from Neo now. Isn't that swell? Aren't you excited? Yes, you are. That's the that was the response that you have to make. Because it's too bad if you're not. Um <laughs> Alrighty. Uh so we'll all see you next week.